The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, December 20th, 2022, season 18, episode number 93. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. Live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. We're entering, inching closer to Christmas. And I'm going to go ahead and make an announcement now because the last time that we didn't have shows on a day, I got completely killed on Twitter, and I should have announced it earlier. We will not have shows this Friday. Yes, so everybody knows we'll not have shows this Friday. Uh, we will end the shows this week on Thursday. No shows Friday. Then we'll be back on Monday to talk about what happens on Saturday. So just let everybody know. Make sure everybody's on the same page. We're all good. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, for the rest of this week on through Thursday and then on Monday. If you'd like some Cowboy coverage on 105.3 The Fan, <laughs> there's a show that runs from 2 to 7. It's a great show, actually. It's called The G-Bag Nation. I listen and, every day. And, and give us a we, – we're going to talk plenty of Cowboys getting ready for this one. So you know if you miss – if you miss – if you you know we miss everybody here, but if you want to just talk about some Cowboy stuff, 2 to 7 on Friday, we'll get you covered. And I will tell you this, Brian, if, if you ever – if you ever want to, your producer Lucius. Yeah, I'm such a fan of his. If you ever want to he's bring him Texas along, guy. He's a University if you Texas ever want to guy. bring him along yeah. to just sit in with us, oh, yeah. I would love to because Lucius is hilarious. Lucius, he, Allen, every day I'm yeah. listening to you guys. I laugh so much <laughs> listening to that dude during his LA Live segment. Yeah. Always funny stuff. It is funny. funny stuff. Lucius a is a uh, Lucius Alexander is our producer on yeah, the G Back Nation, really and he does a heck of a job. He, he really does. does. Yeah. So you're All saying right. Chris is not funny? Huh? You're saying Chris is not funny? Chris. Who? Oh, Beam. Yeah. <laughs> Beam? Sorry. Our producer I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you know what? We don't give Beam a he segment. Forgot. Like, we give no, Lucius yeah, right. a segment. Like, they give him a we segment. We need to give Lucius more Lucius, segments. Yeah. Where Lucius just kind of goes in and does his thing. Uh, like, we don't hilarious. give Chris any, any segments. So you maybe just, we should give Chris a segment. You never know. know. You never maybe know. In the off season, maybe in the offseason, we ought to do a segment for Chris, you know, the Beamer or yeah. something. I don't know. Best of. Best yep. of the Beamer. All right, um, let's. <laughs> he's all in. All right, let's jump in. I do want to talk first about. We do have a game coming up here. We do. Brian has a game later in the show, uh, but let's start first with Jerry Jones. He talked this morning on 105.3 The Fan. Um, he did mention uh, that that Leighton Vanderesh could miss a couple games. That being said, I wanted to talk a little bit about what that could mean for this team. Obviously, these games are. Somewhat important. Uh, I, I don't know that at first, after losing to Jacksonville, my thought was, well, maybe these three games are not as important. But then we hear last night that there's a possibility Jalen Hurts doesn't play for the Eagles for a week, two weeks, whatever it might be. And so it became a little more important, like maybe there is a chance. That being said, let's talk about the linebacker position first. Um, what do you think is the is the... What did you take from the game? Because I know Jerry mentioned in, in the uh, in the in that same interview that Jacksonville took advantage of the fact that Leighton Van Der Esch was out once he was out. What did you see from that game uh, that that made you think that yes, they took advantage of it and how those linebackers played uh, for the rest of that game? 
I don't think Anthony Barr is a natural middle linebacker, and I think that he's when he sits out there in coverage, uh, he gives up some plays. That's not what he's done a lot of at, at Minnesota. He's a he's a versatile guy and he's a pass rusher, but I do think that he's not as good as Leighton Vander Esch is there from an awareness standpoint. I don't think Damone Clark is as, as well, and why yeah. would he be? You know, it being a, a young rookie, so um, they they lose some some stuff there, and and he's and Leighton's had a good year. Uh, and it's just it's unfortunate that that happened, and and the the injury to his neck scares everyone because of his history. Um, but it sounds like it's better than it could have been. They're going to be cautious with it, but I do feel like he's going to be back in time. That's why they're not going to go on the outside and get anyone else. They're going to bring Damone Clark, uh, you know, not bring him up, but you know he'll he'll play. J- Jabril Cox might play some there. So I feel like they are confident in the situation. Yeah, there. That's you know, listening to Jerry talk about it this morning, he feels like that the problems that they do have at linebacker that they're able to handle within house. You know, you have guys like Nick was talking about playing out of position a little bit, and the one thing that Leighton Vanderesh does, he's really a, he's like a calming effect on the front seven when they're very very aggressive in the way that they play. You know, the way they get after the passer. And Leighton is kind of a guy that's there to kind of clean up things. I mean, when, you know, maybe it's, you know, they it busts the line and he's there to make a tackle. It's only a gain of four, not a gain of 12 or something like that. I mean, his ability to read, react. When they started going with the counters and the reverses and stuff like that, when you get teams that are flying, that's why teams do this against the Cowboys. It's because they're so aggressive up front that they know that they're going to get them moving one way, they're going to wall them off, and then the ball's going to come back the other way. And the one thing that Leighton does is he kind of sees through all that. And he's like he's not going to get fooled on a lot of plays. Whether it's point of attack, he's fine. Or whether the ball goes the other way, he's fine. So that's what they really, really missed in this game. I mean, I, I feel like with Anthony Barr, a veteran guy that doesn't move as well as he once did. You know, We haven't really seen Anthony Barr the rusher. And I don't know if we'll ever see Anthony Barr, the rusher. Right now, he's Anthony Barr, the linebacker, who played very well in the goal line stand against the Houston Texans. That's kind of in that small space. That's an Anthony Barr type of game. But when it turns into having to the movement and running, I don't know if he has the burst and that, that, that extra gear that he once had as a player. And it, it's it's clear. I mean, he got caught in a bad situation in coverage. You know, for him to have to walk out, mm-hmm. you know, that Jacksonville was able to get him to have to cover a slot. You know, that that in itself, right there, is when you know you kind of shake your head and like, okay, how does that happen? How does that? How, you know, coaches are watching it and they're like, oh damn, we got Bar in the slot on Kirk. This is going to be a you know, and the next <laughs> you know, it's a twenty something yard gain. You know, so those are the problems that you run into. Because, like I say, guys like Leighton Vanderish could play. He plays all those different spots, and he's able to kind of play at such a high level because of his intelligence and how he sees it. So you take that out, teams take advantage of that. Well, even with the injury, and it's good that it doesn't seem like it's going to keep him out for a very long time. But I'm concerned on whether he's going to be back back. And last week, we were talking about it on the show, and it's crazy that I mentioned it. I'm like, oh, I think he's finally over that mental uh, blockage, if you want to call it that way, that he had after all the injuries he had with the neck and all that. I think it took him a while, and this was the one year where I where I feel he kind of let go of that and started playing freely and just without that just hesitation and, and, and just playing football without thinking about it. And it concerns me whether he, when he is back on the field, if now 
because he had that on the neck area again, is he going to be playing with hesitation and just cautiousness, which, which is natural. It's just human nature to do that. You know, it, it's, it's hard to get over that. It's not that simple. So it concerns me because we've seen how crucial the way that the linebackers play is for the run defense. So I'm concerned not just for the little weeks, that, for a couple of weeks that he's out, but also when he comes back, at what level is he going to really be playing at? Talk about Jabril Cox. He is a guy oh. that, that I think coming into this year, a lot of fans were excited to maybe see more of him. Yeah. And it never really kind of material materialized, even to the point where Damone Clark, coming off the injury he did, he kind of surpassed him and is getting all of those opportunities that everybody, I think, going into year thought Jabril Cox might get. What do we expect to see from Jabril Cox now that there is this opening and this opportunity? I don't. I honestly don't know. I mean, they, he didn't impress them enough to not sign Anthony Barr, and then, like you said, put Damone Clark out there. Uh, I feel like he, you know, he he is a. There's some linebackers that are closer to defensive ends, and there's some linebackers that are closer to safety. Mm. And I feel like he has always been like that. He you need closer to, to safety. Closer to safety. Yeah. You need to be a fast, rangy linebacker to play in the SEC, which he did for one year. But he also did it at, at North Dakota or North Dakota State. One, one of North the, Dakota State. Yeah, yeah, and and you can get away with it there. I still feel like he's a little bit light to play inside linebacker in the NFL right now. Um, but that's that's just me, and I, I, he hasn't, you know. And this might be a chance to, to prove that he can do that. I mean, Daniel Jones doesn't think he's light because he knocked him out <laughs> in a play. But for the most part, though, uh, I, I still feel like he's got some some growth to do there. Yeah, Nick has got him nailed. I mean, this guy was kind of a tweener player. I mean, but he's two hundred thirty three pounds or thereabouts, and you know, watching him play the one year, he was kind of a rusher. You know, he he, he was more of an outside linebacker, like a 3-4 outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. Talking to people in the organization is they're happy with how he progresses and they put him out there and they're okay with some of the stuff he does. And then he has two or three mistakes in a game and they don't want to put him out there anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, you know, the, it's one of those things where you're like, it's kind of a little bit like uh, it's like uh, Kelvin Joseph, you know. It's like okay, we know we're probably going to get mistakes, but you got to put him out there and find out. And you hope it doesn't cost you a game, but you're definitely going to see him this this week. I am, you know, I don't know if this team, I don't know if this team with the linebacker situation it is, if it could morph into like a three four front where you just play. You know, maybe you don't. You have these guys that really aren't four-three linebackers. That they're like more like the Jabril Coxes and stuff like that. And you know, do you you kind of just go with the two inside? And you know, you maybe do something with one of these defensive ends where it's Fowler or somebody like that. I you know, I, I don't know. It, that's I'm kind of wondering how you because they don't have a they don't currently have a linebacker on the practice squad. They have Luke Gifford. But Luke Gifford is like really one of your better special teams guys. Now, again, are you going to sacrifice some of the stuff on special teams to get Luke Gifford out there? They, they don't have anybody sitting on their practice squad that you could say, oh, well, let's elevate him this week and see if, if he, he did. Could, Malik yeah. Jefferson. Yeah, Malik but Jefferson. Now, and again, maybe, maybe he's. Yeah. I don't think he got claimed. I don't no, know. I, I, don't, I didn't see him going anywhere. So to me, he may still be available. Yeah. That's, that's where I think that we might see some kind of move. Where okay, they bring him back and get somebody off the practice squad to make sure they have at least yeah. some numbers there. 
Yep. It uh, sucks because at one point we, I mean, I think linebacker was the one position that still had some concerns all throughout the season. But just in general, looking at the defense as a whole, it sucks because I, starting out, I remember feeling very comfortable with the roster and feeling like, you know, we got pretty good depth here and there's talent in every area. There was some talent in somebody and now you're down to different bodies, backups and backups. And it's at a point where I feel that the guys, and, and it's tough, that's a hard ask for these guys to kind of step up to that level, especially in December. So it just sucks that it's kind of slowly starting to drift the other way when we started off so good and feeling very, very good about the talent in, in these younger guys, too. Yeah, but that's the tough part about the NFL. Like, as the season wears on, you're going to lose guys. And right now, I think that's the biggest problem with this defense is they're losing personnel. Uh, they've lost those two of their top three cornerbacks. They've now lost a linebacker. They lost a the defensive tackle they brought in to help them stop the run. Like, there are some significant losses that they've had and you might not get some of those guys back. You might not get some of them back till the playoffs. And so now they're just having to figure out how they can make it work without mm-hmm. them in the short well, term. You know? Now now it's about the offense. True. Now it's about the when the five games that Cooper Rush played quarterback, your defense was on point. True. And now you've got a quarterback, you've got an offensive line that's probably better at right tackle. No offense to you, Terrence Steele, you proved me wrong all year. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying you're better at right tackle yeah. right now. Your offensive line as a whole is better. Your running game is, you can get this thing going. You know, you could find ways. I mean, they'll commit to running the football. They committed to the point so much last week, you're like, listen, you're throwing the ball and you're doing pretty well. Yeah. You know, I mean, they'll commit to running the football if they have to. You know, and you know the, the problem is, like I say, they're chasing this receiver thing. They're trying to find somebody. Maybe T.Y. Hilton is a guy that comes in and gets those. We talked about the Odell Beckham, the third and fours, mm-hmm. the, the fourth and threes. You know, maybe that's what you're going to have to lean on this offense now. It's it's all about the. I mean, your defense is just too beat up, and maybe you could score enough points to where all of a sudden on offense you turn that other team into having to throw the football, and you could find your pass rush again. Yeah. Somehow, some way, you got to find this pass rush again. But man, the defense got you to this point to where you're in the playoffs. The offense now has to do their part to pick up the pieces. The, there. the secondary players, not. Not defensive backs. I'm talking about your your number two guys in certain positions. They've got to step up. Defensively, offensively, every, just across the board. Well, I mean, it's happening at running back. Okay, those two, mm-hmm. whoever the number two guy is, is play, yeah, you take performing choice, yeah. well. But Michael Gallup is. I mean, they got to get him more involved. Yeah. he's got to help. CD can't. He's getting double teamed. I mean, you shouldn't be able to do that. And another thing too, and and I think he's a he's a great leader, and and he's a and he's an underappreciated run stopper. But they need more from Tank. Or Dorrance Armstrong yeah. or something because exactly. Micah can't keep doing that, and you're not getting it at corner. You know that's another thing. If you look at those five games with Cooper Rush, I mean Jordan Lewis, Anthony Brown, and then of course Diggs, they were solid. Yep. They were, no, they weren't solid. They were really good at corner. Yeah. Now that's why you got guys home in the rush. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean because of the fact that you were able to hold up so, on the back end. That's that's like the, the the problem there is that Micah and Micah was so close that many times in this game got held just, a lot got held a ton yeah. and you know what they just did not call it and 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 you got the Cowboys should appreciate that more than anything yeah. because they didn't call a lot in that game pass interference none of that stuff so it, I think it, it worked out but but it didn't work out for Micah 
would you guys consider it all with what we're talking about at linebacker, maybe using Micah at linebacker over the next couple weeks until Leighton Van Der Esch is back? I know you don't love him at linebacker. You well, prefer he's you know, I, I've, I've made a complete switch on that. Yeah. I, 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 he, he's a pass rusher. Um, I mean, it, just they got to get creative. This is going to be a weird week because you know you have the Eagles coming in, and I don't know what the Eagles are going to what they're going to do so much. You know, I mean, how what different. It's likely to be the Gardner Minshew, right? Minshew, are, are the they, they'll still probably have some of their elements of the run option. Yeah. Is he a guy that can run? I don't. I don't recall he's, seeing him do a I lot. Remember, I remember at Washington State, he was a big just thrower. Yeah. I mean, he's capable scrambler and mover. Or you know, I remember when he was in Jacksonville, like a Heineke type thing. Yeah, where, yeah. You know, kind of can't do it. it can't but, do yeah. it. But yeah, yeah, and they're gonna try. I mean, they're gonna try. They're, you know, they 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 activated Dallas Goddard this yeah. week. You know, yeah. so Another they're gonna. Weapon, yeah. So here they go. Would, they got all their wide receivers. They're gonna they're gonna try and take advantage of your the one thing that they were able to yeah. For the, me. Well, the one thing they were able to do was they. They really rendered Micah Parsons useless mm-hmm. because maybe now it's okay. Play him at play him at linebacker. Don't make him have to be read guy on the end. You know, put like Tank and you know, or the guys on you know Fowler. Those guys, uh, Golston is another guy. I mean that you know. I mean, there's there's options. I would play him at linebacker. And then if you get to where you can rush the passer, even at linebacker, bring him from depth. Let's if not, you have to. Let's not forget what happened in that Eagles game. He wasn't doing a whole lot, and they were winning, and yeah. the Eagles were – and I believe, and I don't know which one, but one of those tackles went down because you kept saying yeah. if 64-whatever has to play, yeah. it's a problem. And he came in in the second mm-hmm. ha- second quarter and had to play, and Micah exposed them. Yeah. So that's, I think, the problem with the Eagles is that both their tackles are really good. Their their starting tackles are like yeah. Pro Bowl level good, and he's my lot in Lane Johnson. Yeah, yeah, he's not a he's not a he's kind of a. I'm not saying he, he he's not effective there, but it's it's an all day challenge. Well, I also think the other part to that is you just watch that Jacksonville game. The Eagles have to be looking at and saying we may not need to run that that style of offense that we run with with Hurts. We can literally let Minshew kind of chop them up with some passes because yeah. that secondary can't hold up, right. and we can get the ball out quickly enough where we negate the secondary. I mean, we can negate negate the pass rush, yeah. and we can beat their secondary. So, so that's let's the put problem. It this way, take my Kyle completely out of the game, right? Who do you trust more, Cowboys defensive line or the linebackers? If Micah's where. You, just put him on the side right oh, you now. Got him. You got oh. him on the without side. Without him, with without everybody him. else, what? who do you trust more? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Defensive line. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's where I think yeah. you're talking about. It's like, okay, See, you got an got area you. where linebacker, you're missing something. Micah hasn't been as productive right now rushing the passer and playing on the line there. So in this scenario right now, it just makes more sense to just put him in linebacker and see how much he can help there where you're lacking. I mean, you're saying no, no but I, I just feel I, like I, I trust I, I, the I, defensive line that has more talent right now to be able to still create some type of pressure or, or make the quarterback yeah. a little bit uncomfortable on their own without the need of Mike at the whole if, game. If Minshew's the quarterback, though, I got to get after his ass. I mean, you have to, and 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 you got to force him into situations. You, he played the JV game last year, right? Remember a, the end of the year, the JV game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he is going to he is going to make some throws. He is going to miss some throws. Yeah. He is not hurts. He's not that ability to run the ball. That's the one thing. It, it takes that out, that element out. Now it's like. You know, to me, it's all about this offense again. Score enough points and put pressure on them to have to score along with you. You know, make 
Gar- make if you can't win a game with your quarterback against Gardner Mitchell, and it might be just because of the the secondary for the Eagles is damn good. They, they can good. cover. They, that, that's the thing. If you ask me, like, what's the most kind of underrated thing about the Eagles, and we get into that, I'm going to tell you it's their secondary. So, you know, you're going to have to find a way to win that game. And you talk about getting after Gardner Minshew. Yeah, but it's also going to be about can you, you know, are you going to let them run the ball and let them be in second and two and second and three yeah. all day? Yep. Yeah, if you I'm know? them, I'm looking at Wildcat packages. Like, I'm thinking about all that kind of stuff just to take advantage of a poor Dallas yeah. run defense. Yeah, the Cowboy fans that are rubbing their hands together, like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, no. don't forget Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll right. carved him up a couple weeks <laughs> yeah, ago. Exactly. So this guy can kind of do yeah. it too. But yeah. he's a backup quarterback he is but but he's had some success as a backup and that's the part i think that fans have to be aware of this is not your typical backup quarterback that you just throw out there you expect exactly yeah it's 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 kind of even their equipment staff is bringing extra boxes to this game and when i say that i mean they've got little hats Hats. that have a eagles logo on it and nfc east champions they would love to open those boxes on the cowboys sideline and and they can i mean it's going to be a tough game. This is, it is, I mean, no this is yeah. going to be a really, really tough game. I don't care really who plays and game. who doesn't. Yeah. No. All right, we're going to take our first break. We're going to come back. we got a game from Brian. We'll do that in Dallas Cowboys. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far with up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less. The satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to the break. 
Get your holiday photo with Santa at the Star, presented by Monument Realty. Santa Claus will be at his Cowboys-themed cottage in the Star District across from Ascension through December 24th. Visit thestardistrict.com slash Santa for more information. Welcome back. Second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Brian, game time. What you got? Is it brought to you by somebody? Yeah, it's brought to you by blockchain.com. Let's go. <laughs> Derek, I go back to you with this one. All right. It's the second time we've heard Kellen Moore say that he needs to get Michael Gallup more involved. Is that on him or the player? That's a good question. Brian doesn't bring questions that aren't. Yeah. Um, I would say I would say that's probably more on the offensive coordinator. And I'm going to use the example of what happened on third and 10 in this last game. Jerry actually mentioned it this morning and I, and I, Sean and RJ on, on, uh, on mm-hmm. the fans this morning, they were talking. I don't, I think they kind of missed what he was saying. They were talking about the fact that he didn't really want to comment about the decision to go to, to throw on right. third down. Right. I really thought the point was what he said after that, because he started talking about, it's not really so much that they decided to pass. It's how you decide to pass and who you're throwing the ball to. I totally agree on that. And that, to me, yeah. said, said everything. And we talked about it on the show yesterday. Yeah. I didn't have as much of a problem with the fact that just, if you want to be aggressive, be aggressive. But there are ways to be aggressive that are probably more more have a greater chance of success than that, you know, throwing a 50-50 ball to Noah Brown. Noah Brown, yeah. So back to your point, if, if you know, in my opinion, on this team, when it comes to receivers who have had the most experience – catching deep balls, and doing it well. I think Michael Gallup is right up there at the top of the list. Contorting body, yeah, the drawing fact, pass interferences. Exactly. All the that fact stuff, that you're yeah. going to get in that situation, you're going to take that kind of chance to be risk. I mean, to to say we're just going to go for the win, you should have put your best guy out there. They did not. That says to me they're not using him enough. They're not thinking about him enough to use his skills the right way. Ambar. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's on Kellen and – he, I think having Michael Gallup on the team has been a waste for the for the Cowboys. Wow. It, it has because you don't use him. You've literally that's your second guy, and you have not. There are times I forget about Michael Gallup, and I should not forget about him ever. And it's not like teams are just completely covering all the time and like oh they're taking him out. No, it's not that either. So it's just very frustrating when he does make plays. That you're like, yes, that's Michael Gallup. That is why he's on this team because he has talent and he's very athletic and talented, but you don't find ways to use him. So I think that definitely comes down to Kellen Moore and what he's doing and not being able to kind of just give him chances and create opportunities for a guy like Michael Gallup. Nick? Uh, I couldn't disagree more with both of them. I put it on Michael Gallup, get open, get open, make plays. Be be a ten million dollar a year guy, um, show some dog. That's something that I think that needs to happen a little bit more with him. So I get it. There's times where I think they could they could use him a little bit more, and maybe maybe also maybe we're forgetting too. Maybe it's Dak. Uh, also, because Dak loves to throw to the guy who's open, and sometimes that's not always the case. And Michael Gallup has proven that he can make some tough catches, probably better, and it's definitely on the right. sideline. Right. But I still, I, I wouldn't put this all. This isn't one game. This is a couple games. I put this on, on Michael Gallup as well. Well, let's be clear. I'm not saying all the blame goes. I know to, you have to, to make a choice. You got to choose one or two. Yeah. Then, then to me, that was an example of why. Yeah. You had an opportunity to use him in a critical situation where he is the best. That you have on your team at this particular role, and you chose not to. Yeah, use it. and this is for me. I, I like Michael Gallup a lot, but I, I, 
as a person, but as a as a player and as a receiver, there's been some times where I just kind of question like the dog, the foxhole type guy yeah, yeah. in him, and and and. I think he's a great teammate, and sometimes that can be a bad. Know you know what I'm talking going, about? Yeah. I mean, there's just that one game, I guess, where he said that that I just don't, I don't love. So I, I feel like third and fourth, you got to want to be that guy to go yeah. make some plays, and he he does at times, but I I never liked the signing. I didn't like. I didn't well, like the, the thing, and I agree with your point yeah. that you're making right now. But to me, it's like that's okay. That's done. We're over yeah, it. Yeah, We're over yeah. it. That's the guy you decided to go with. Right. You signed. He he's been here, and when you look at not just this past game, look at the whole season. Uh, from beginning to where we're at right now is how can you not find the, like why are we right now discussing this like you should have found a, a really good role for a guy like him and you haven't so I put that down on yeah. the people who decided that he should be here and Kellen Moore you know what I'd love to know is how often does Kellen call his offense based upon Hey, this play, I'm designing this play for yeah. this guy. You know, because he may not yeah. do that very much. It may be one of the things, like you said with Dak, Dak's looking for the open guy. His offense may be really predicated on we're going to create scenarios, and based on those scenarios, it's going to go to the open guy. And they rotate their receivers so much that you don't know who that guy's going to be on any given play. So they don't really call it like, hey, we're designing this play specifically to get Gallup open or you to know get it, CD open. You know it when they go max protection. And True. they try and run the yeah. deep cross. Mm-hmm. You know, you know that. When you see everybody stand in and blocking, right. you know they're trying to get the ball to somebody specific. But I wonder if they're doing that, how often yeah, they're how doing often, that yeah. relative to like to the point of this conversation, yeah. to the point where you would actually be designing plays for let's, Michael Gallup to get him involved. But let's also, and I just to be fair to the player, let's not forget this year, this 2022 year is when he did tear his ACL. So he tore his ACL earlier this year, back in January, mm-hmm. waited till February to have the surgery, not because because that's when swelling yeah, yeah. yeah. it was not that he it. did no, that's it. when yeah. you're supposed yeah. to do it and then now he's back and in, in, we're in this conversation so ACLs on receivers I mean you got to give him a little bit of pass yeah. but I do believe that it's it's on it's on a little bit of everyone I think yeah. I think we're all probably on board with that yeah. Ambar you've lost leads of 14 and 17 on the road hmm. likely pay, a playoff path is on the road hmm. is this a concern for you or is that just a trend in the NFL no lead is safe. I mean, look at the World Cup final. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems to be kind of the theme. I, it, there are some comebacks that have just blown my mind yeah. of how it's worked out. So I just think it's the nature of no game. Like, nothing's guaranteed. And you got to play your hardest from beginning to end and finish. Finish the game. I think that that, that comes down to – I don't know. Because even looking at this game specifically – I look at it, I'm like, okay, what changed other than you taking out Tyron Smith mm. and putting Jason Peters on offense in the second half of the game? Uh, what really changed? They figured out that Kelvin Joseph was playing left corner mm. for him. Yep. And that's two touchdowns, just so like that. Pop, defense. pop. Yep. Yeah. But well, what just, about on offense? I'm talking no, no, specifically I'm, yeah, about on, like Cowboys offense. When yeah. they were working so well yeah. in the first half of the game, they were moving yeah. – Things were flowing, and then you come back after halftime, which is unusual for them. They tend to show you the opposite. So to me, it was like, okay, why can't you just be consistent in that aspect of just carrying over the whole thing? The turnover might have affected, too, the first interception. That gave them them hope. But uh, what was your question again? 
It's about 14. You're, you're losing. Sorry. You're playing games in the playoffs on the road, likely, and you've lost a 14 point lead in Green Bay and a 17 point lead in Jacksonville. Is that worrying you uh, going forward? Losing leads on the road. Well, we got two more games on the road, so yes, it is concerning. Uh, it does worry me, and to me, what I'm really looking at is preparation during the week, and that's something I've heard just talking to people that lately, you know, because of the changing, and we've talked about it on the show, just kind of practice time, the lack stuff. of practice, you know, and that's something Mike McCarthy talked about it. You know, this is the time you, you got to give these guys a little rehab and a little break for their bodies to, you know, be in shape because of the toughness in December. But I think it comes down to the preparation and the amount of time they take during the week leading up to the game. Derek, you know, it, it concerns me, but not for the reason that it's on the road necessarily. What what it, what concerns me is I'm starting to wonder if this is just a – it's going to sound weird, but if this is just an immature team. And what I mean by that is do they get in situations where they get a lead and they get comfortable? And so they let up a little bit, and before you know it, team's back in it. Do they go into a game against a team like Houston where they're like, yeah, we can beat this team. We'll roll out our no practice, and our we're, balls. Yeah, we'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. And they get into that game, and then they get to the last couple series and realize, oh, God, we, we're about to lose this game. Mm-hmm. And then they turn it on and play football. I, those, to me, are just signs sometimes that the team's just a little immature. A team just doesn't – they don't approach every situation with the same level of intensity. And because of that, their results tend to be like this where – situations that they really shouldn't be in they find themselves in in basketball if your team is up three with five seconds to go what are you doing if your team is up three and they got the ball what are you doing you're gonna foul up, uh, up are you gonna let them shoot a three yeah. or you gonna yeah. foul you foul. Yeah. Why? Because you don't want. If you got to, a foul to give. Yeah. yeah. Well, but but, but that, <laughs> if you got a foul to give. But that's my. Point. I'm learning that covering yeah. the maps. Yeah. But <laughs> even if you don't, though, you make a shoot free throws. The that's only, a problem. The yeah. only thing that's going to hurt you here is if they make a three. Yeah. And so it's the same with football. The only thing that's going to hurt you when you're up 14 in the fourth quarter or 17 or whatever is if they score quickly. And in the Bronc, I mean, in the the Packers game, it's fourth and nine. And yeah. the game's the game's over. Yeah. And they throw a deep ball and over Anthony Brown or no over Bland, sorry, over Bland yeah. touchdown. In this game, you're up seventeen. They're not gonna come back unless they score in five seconds here, which they did, a deep ball. So I put some of it on Dan Quinn as well. And you're up at seventeen or fourteen or whatever, you know. The prevent defense, people hate it because there's a stigma about it. Oh, it only prevents you from winning. No, no. It prevents them from scoring quickly. And that's what you're trying to do. Yeah. So so especially when your corners are struggling like that, don't give up the deep ball as much. Maybe play everything a little bit more in front and let them work, work, work while the clock's going off. Play yeah. a little clock and, and back off a little bit. But let me ask you this. I, I, I hear that, and I think it's fair. Good. My question, my question Thanks. is, Move on. Next on, my question is, on the play, on the first touchdown that that Joseph gave up, was he not kind of putting him in a situation where, like, as Brian he said, off. he's yeah, off, like yeah. he's trying to play a little conservative. He bites on the route, yeah. lets the guy right. go well, by him, him, and then you give going. him a ball cap for this game. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, but, he could go but back that's, to special teams. But that also, like I think that's also kind of the problem here is that you may even put guys in position. You you got such young players, inexperienced players. Players that may not be as good as you want them to be right. yet that just are making these kinds of mistakes that they shouldn't that he yeah. that that you can't really have right now you yeah. know especially when you got that kind of lead. All right, this is my last one. I think we're running out of time here, but this is my last one for you, Nick. 
and this is just a personal opinion here. I have no problem with Jalen Hurts being out. Winning against their best is a myth. All that matters is winning. How do you feel about that? Oh, of course. All all that all that matters is is winning. Nobody. Cares. I don't care about you playing the best. I don't care. No. When when I'll I'll take it back thirty years. Thirty years. The Cowboys beat the the the, the Bills in the Super Bowl, fifty two to seventeen. All these great plays and remember Leon Lett and all this stuff. Nobody really remembers that Jim Kelly hurt his knee in that game. No one cares. It, I don't think it would have mattered. But I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> but they don't care, and no one cared. That that Dak was out for five yeah. games yeah. and they lost to the no one no one cared about no that. one cares about the cornerbacks right now nope. nope so it you know deal with it if you know you can't expect a quarterback with that name not to get hurt that happens deal with it <laughs> Derek <laughs> how about how are you about that my bad no. that's my bad joke of the day okay good um not we don't have any more there are no more coming bad jokes. We'll see. TBD on that. Uh, okay. You know, right. there may be good ones, but no. that was the bad one. No, I, I think it was Parcells used to always say, no one cares. And I yeah, think that's no absolutely, I could care less. It's just about winning, every, right? Every team has losses d- based on every team loses players. That's yeah. the nature of the NFL. I ain't getting caught up in who you lose or who the Cowboys. Like, at the end of the day, you still got to go out and play, and it is what it is. Wait, I mean, before you answer that, I mean, Micah Parsons doesn't care because I thought Micah Parsons went on and say that's not it's not hurts anyways. It's the whole team, it's the defense yeah. and all that stuff. So I mean, this shouldn't matter at all, right? According to Micah, I mean, he's just he's just a piece in their little puzzle. <laughs> I don't I don't agree with that, and neither did Von Miller, whoever was asking him. Yeah. yeah. To find, about out to find out this week. Do you want to play the best or you want to just go out and win games? How do you what are you looking at, AJ? I don't give a crap who we're playing. <laughs> right. Better win. I don't care. At this point of this many years, and I haven't been a Cowboys fan for as long as many people have been. And <laughs> I've been here what like close to ten years, maybe. Yeah. And I've suffered enough in just that <laughs> span of time. So to me, it's it, it's at a point that I don't care. Win, win, win. That's all that matters. Can I ask one more real quick? Yes, and just give me a real quick one here. Okay, let's go with you, AG, on this one. Go back to you. Is there really competition at left cornerback, or is this going to be Nation Wright playing in this game? Dan Quinn came out and no, said this. No, no, I know, I know, I know. I just don't know. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about it. I know he said that. <laughs> My, what I'm thinking of is, like, is there really – competition yeah that's why that's what i want to know this week yeah what all like how much can another guy do to show you that he's better than who you've decided to stick with for this for For the last game yeah the last game game, which is kelvin joseph which i feel all of us have seen it before he even got the job to replace anthony brown we've all known like he he doesn't have it but Dan Quinn maybe sees something in yeah. him, and now he's maybe change, clearly changing his opinion. But with the guys that you have left, I don't know who really has much to for it to be like a real competition. Yeah, you know. So I think Nashawn may be the guy just yeah. because just the nice guy up really. I think it's a competition because I don't think anybody clearly is necessarily. I don't think Nashawn nor Kelvin Joseph has clearly separated themselves from a group. And so I think these other guys that they brought in, they brought in for a reason. They're going to see if they can play. For me personally, I I would look at Joseph, Nishan Wright, Mackenzie Alexander, uh, Mullen, and Sheffield. Who has played the best game in their career? Like, is there anybody who has played 
the best game. And whoever that is, that's who I'm going to lean to. Yep, that I'm you've done you. it. Experience. And, yeah. yep. and I'm praying that a Sterling Moore situation falls in your lap. Remember they just brought yeah. this guy in, yep. and he played pretty well down yep. the street. Somebody like that. McKenzie Alexander at slot and Bland, Bland on the yep. outside. And there th- we that's go. exactly what I yeah. want to see. I'm for it. Yep. All right, appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back, <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Sorry, Beam. Uh, we will, <laughs> tomorrow we'll jump in and go uh, offense versus defense and give you guys some updates or some uh, what we think is going to happen this weekend uh, with the Eagles-Cowboys matchup. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?